Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. All right, everybody, welcome to see you on this Sunday night. Remind me to make a uh, intro screen. I got to do that. Haven't done that yet. Got to do that. Gives me a little bit of time to share and all that stuff. But welcome in on this Sunday night, recapping the weekend, although it's still going on. Incredible weekend of football, and there's, again, still a game going on 23-21 as, uh, as we get started on this Sunday night. But I figured now was as good of a week as any for the uh, for the change, so we're gonna get that started. Give me one second. Let me let me share this. Let me get this out there, and we'll get started. Just give me one second. Sorry about this. And uh, in podcast form, I will edit that down. Some of you will be confused as to what I'm apologizing for. All right, here we go. So the, it's out there now, and uh, off and running. I know, right? <laughs> T gets us started, says, respectfully, why did you start during the best game of the weekend? I know, this is a really bad time to have started this. It's a really bad time. But uh, I wanted to uh, make the switch as soon as possible. So for those of you that don't watch regularly during the week, welcome, glad to see you. This is going to be the, the time moving forward, at least until football season comes uh, around again. I have looked at all of the all of the numbers and stuff, and also gotten individual feedback from you guys. And I think now that football season is about to be in the rear view, so yes, obviously NFL playoffs going on literally right now. Terrible timing for me because this game is awesome, and I've I've literally got the game cast up on my phone right now. Like That's how I'm watching this at the moment. Um, You know, bad timing to start it this weekend, but I wanted to get it before baseball was really the goal, was to, to do this before baseball. Uh, I have discovered that more of you watch this at night and more of you have told me you could watch more at night. And I think doing daily during baseball season uh, would take me away from some other work that I'm doing as well. So I think this would benefit here. Uh, I think this would uh, benefit myself and my sanity and also my my work, my actual work, the things that currently, you know, pay the bills. So tentatively moving forward, the schedule is going to be Sunday night and Wednesday night during baseball season into the summer. And then during the weekday mornings, uh, I will, I will do shorts. And if you guys don't know what YouTube shorts are, um, when you pull up your app, I think you can only see it on the app. I don't know if the actual website has them. I'm going to look right now. Uh, I think it's just the app. Yeah, it's uh, it, it appears to be just the app. It is basically, it's it's TikTok, but on YouTube, basically. Short videos, they have like editing software built into it and stuff like that. So during the week, during the day, if there's something pressing, like if Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg ever end up committing someplace, I'll do a short for that to supplement the time in between lives. But for my sanity, um, for for my job, so I can you know focus on those things uh this is how it's going to be moving forward at least until football season and maybe when football comes uh, i'll get it back so sunday night wednesday night eight o'clock on the nose sunday night wednesday night guaranteed depending on what's going on maybe i'll do some extra ones but definitely sunday night and wednesday nights and i will be doing shorts from uh, in between so for those of you that watch during Weekday mornings, thank you. Uh, I'm just going to reallocate my time so I can, uh, you know, better do my actual work and also benefit this as well because more of you are available and watch this at night. So thank you for understanding. Thank you for your feedback. And I'm glad to be doing this at night with you guys. Uh, Go Saints. Yeah, 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 no, I don't know. We wouldn't be playing this weekend anyway. Honestly, now that that wildcard weekend is over and the team is eliminated, I'm kind of glad that they lost 
because draft purposes, you know, I would have rather them played last weekend, but now that that weekend is over, I'm kind of glad that they didn't sacrifice a couple spots in the draft. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a silver lining there. And also, did anybody else get a kick out of Ian Rappaport's story about Sean Payton mulling his future over? Uh, I mean, w- with all due respect to the reporter, uh, first of all, he's done this to Sean Payton a lot in the past, and it's never come to fruition. But also the idea that he's on vacation and he didn't return my phone call or text message, therefore he hasn't decided anything. It's like, dude, he was tweeting Bushrod like last night. Maybe he didn't return your message because he doesn't want to talk to you specifically while on vacation. Um, when when there's when there's silence, people fill the vacuum of silence with any information and any speculation, and that's a it's a fruitless exercise. So maybe he's mulling his future, maybe he's not. But just because he didn't text Ian Rappaport back while on vacation does not mean that anything at all. Uh, but it did crack me up that in the article, it was like people routinely turn their phones off while on vacation. And so maybe that's why he didn't respond for comment. And it's like, uh, dude, he was tweeting last night. He just didn't respond to you. His phone's on. He didn't want to talk to you. Anyway. Um, it's almost going to be looking for a house somewhere else after March. Is Kermit going to be? Oh, is Kermit going to be looking for a house somewhere else after March? Ooh, I knew I knew some of you guys were going to want to talk about that today. Definitely will. T says, anyways, Kermit is done. No more questions. Um, do, do we want to start there? I, I mean, we can start there if you guys want to start there. Um, yeah, why not? All right, let's talk... <laughs> We'll start with basketball, I guess. I, I did a poll on the uh, on the radio show's Twitter account asking how many people are actually going to be watching that basketball game, and it was like sixty percent of our audience said they were not. I mean, that's just straight up watching the game. Um, but the outcome does mean a couple of things. First, for state, I mean, they needed that win desperately. They needed to beat Ole Miss. I mean, honestly, if State would have lost that game, Ben Howland would not have been fired today. But that would have been uh, that, that would have been the nail in the coffin, barring a really unexpected run. But two losses to Ole Miss paired with the schedule they've got down the stretch, likely missing the tournament, that would have been the end. And that would have been the game you could have pointed to to be the end for Ben Hallen had they lost to Ole Miss on Saturday. But they get the win, and they're right on the bubble, maybe just on the right side of the bubble. So meaningful basketball still to play for the rest of the season for Mississippi State. Um you know, without Tulu, maybe you, you look at this week a little differently. I mean, it's a free shot with Kentucky on Tuesday, just a free shot. If you lose, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt you at all. If you win, holy crap. Uh, so free shot in the midweek, and then you got Texas Tech this weekend. So two opportunities for State to get wins to get them on the, the right side of – continue to be on the right side of the bubble, but they had to beat Ole Miss. It was a must-win game for Ben Howland. It was a must-win game for program. It was a must-win game – for fan base, and it was a must-win game for their NCAA tournament hopes, which right now on January 23rd is right there on the cutoff, just right there on the cutoff for State. So they needed that win and uh, really turned it up in the second half. And anytime you can beat your rival, although it was a season split, it's a good thing. Uh, So meaningful basketball still to be played for Mississippi State. On the flip side, um, not the case. Not the case at all. Not even close. And um, it has a lot of fans asking about program direction and and stuff like that. Um, I can't help but wonder two things. I can't help but wonder if Keith Carter's hand is going to be forced here. Because I really don't think Keith wants to make a change in basketball. I really don't think he wants to make a change, especially considering the investment they're putting into football. And all of this fundraising campaign around all the other facilities, paying a coach's buyout and doing a coaching search for basketball, not exactly ideal. You really you don't want to be doing that right now when you give Kiffin a raise and you're trying to sell season tickets in football and you're trying to do this facility project and get all that off the ground and, and working out NIL and transfer portal and all this stuff that's going on in an athletic director's life. You don't want to conduct a coaching search in basketball. I really, and on top of that, uh, as far as I understand it, Keith was pretty instrumental in Kermit Davis being the coach 
at Ole Miss. And Kermit is well-liked within the Oxford and Ole Miss community. You don't want to make a change. I can't help but wonder, though, if the hand is going to be forced. I mean, what, in the remaining schedule, they're going to be the favorite in three or four of these games? Uh, I mean, losses can pile up and pile up and pile up. And if you roll, uh, what, like a 4-14 and out there or something like that, I mean, your hand is going to be forced at that point. Because you guys have heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. Right now, it's a bad product. It, not only are they not good, they're not really compelling or entertaining. You know, there's nothing drawing you into this program at all. Uh, they're losing games and apathy setting in. And oh, by the way, baseball season starts here in inside of four weeks. And say what you want to say about Mike Bianco and not getting to Omaha and all that stuff. Have you seen how many season tickets they sold for baseball? Uh, it's a top five team for a reason. They return. Uh, at least from what we know, like proven-wise, production-wise, they return maybe the best lineup in the country uh, in terms of what we know about their production. So you know, say what you want to say about Omaha trips and stuff, but look at the season ticket numbers and look at what they return. And that's in three weeks when baseball begins. And if over the next three weeks they continue to be bad and lose games and look the way they do while losing these games, being completely stagnant on offense, having a very limited rotation because there either are some misevaluations at the end of the bench or guys just aren't ready to play, and then baseball season comes, empty seats and apathy are impossible to ignore. They're impossible to ignore. And if the wins, or excuse me, if the losses start piling up and piling up and piling up and they're, they're losing and losing and losing and losing, you, if you're an athletic director, you cannot ignore that, especially when it's hard enough to get people invested in basketball around here anyway. So if they're checked out, if they're completely and totally checked out, your hand might be forced. And then, you know, the counter argument is, well, they've got a nice young nucleus coming back. You know, they've got Ruffin and they've got Morell and they've got Brakefield. And the thing is... I think it's fair to ask, do they? Because that, with the way college basketball especially, I mean, football players are hitting the transfer portal like crazy. But with the way basketball is, are you guaranteed that that, I mean, Breakfield, I guess, is stuck unless he wants to sit out. But are you guaranteed that that's how that's going to be next year, that all those guys are returning? Because I don't know if you're guaranteed that right now. Roll out a 4-14 and 14 or whatever and and tell me that, the whole nucleus is back. And so if he's going to stay, he's got to hit the portal hard and and they've got to be better. I mean, Nasir Brooks is is fine. Fagan's fine. But, I mean, it's got to be a, a roster and depth overhaul in one offseason after fan support's gone and, and all that. Again, I think if this continues, Keith's hand might be forced because people are checking out. I know most Ole Miss fans I know didn't even watch the game Saturday. Didn't even watch the Mississippi State game Saturday. And you've got three home games this week, and the collective crowd combined, all three, wouldn't fill up the arena once. I mean, it's going to be a cavern in there. That's the kind of thing that will force a hand before you really want your hand to be forced is when people aren't showing up and the program's not making money anymore on top of the product. Quite frankly, right now, it's bad, regardless of the reason why, whether it's misevaluations or injuries or youth or whatever the excuse is, it doesn't matter because the product is bad at the moment. It, it just is. There, there's no other way to spin it. There's no other way around it. It's not good. And so, you know, T, if this keeps happening, I think you're right. And uh, no, the Pirates, so just uh, just so just so far, uh, Sunday night and Wednesday night, Especially for baseball season, these Sunday ones are going to be a blast, right? Because we'll have all six games from Ole Miss and State played by the time this happens on Sunday. And just between uh, you know other podcasting I have to do and radio show every day, um, and I've taken the lead on all the social media for the radio show, stuff like that. It's just uh, um, I've been engaged more in other things with my job. So it's more of a time thing than anything else. Plus, I got a two-year-old. So, um, anyway, 
Can the Bills please learn? I, see, I can't, I'm not watching. I, I wish I could tell you what's going on here. Uh, I did see in the first three quarters anyway that um, Buffalo was getting so close, so freaking close to sacking Mahomes like a dozen times, and he's just so slippery. It, it just – in the arm angles, in the creativity. For, I mean, this, this guy's generational. He really is. Um, but it looks like – it looks like Buffalo's driving. Maybe I mean I, I get copyright stricken if I put the game on right right back here. I wish I could. I need to put it on and just watch it and react to it with you guys. It's a mistake on my part. Why am I not? I've got the game tracker though, so <laughs> I guess that's something. Uh, the Pirates says went to the game yesterday in Starkville. Last five minutes of the game, Kermit looked like he was defeated. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's a good way to put it. Um, injuries have hurt them some, you know, if they were 100%, you know, maybe, maybe the Tennessee game goes differently. Maybe the Missouri game goes differently. I don't know, but yeah, defeated is a good way to put it. Um, it doesn't seem like he quite knows what to do. And I don't mean that from a, he has no idea what he's doing. I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. Oh, that coach is a bomb. He doesn't know what, he, he knows how to coach basketball. He's very He's been very good at it in other places. It's just for whatever reason not working here. But it feels like with this team and this group, he's he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of exhausted all of his um, all of his coaching ability into this team, and it's not working. I think I think you're on to something there. Memphis Rebel says, "So is it still a waiting game for Dart, or has Ole Miss missed out on him?" Uh, I don't think they've missed out on him because you would know uh, the destination. Um, almost people still seem to be pretty confident uh, about it. I had a friend ask me earlier today about Southern Cal because you're seeing more and more about LSU being in the mix for Caleb Williams. If Southern Cal doesn't get Caleb Williams, is that possibly what Dart is waiting for to, to you know, stay where he's at? I don't know. I guess that's possible. I have no idea what the holdup is with the two of those guys. I, I really don't. Um, unless they're they're planning on going to the same place, uh, Dart waiting on USC doesn't explain what Trig uh, is waiting on. So so I don't know. I guess it's still a waiting game. Uh, as far as I understand it, o- Ole Miss is not out because we would know. I mean, the enroll the enrollment date, is soon like they've got to pick a place and go soon or else they'll miss the spring. And if Dart goes to Ole Miss, for example, and doesn't enroll on time and misses the spring, then Luke Altmyer is going to have a huge leg up going into the summer in terms of competing for that job. I don't know what the holdup is. I thought a decision was going to come this weekend. It's 8 15 on Sunday night and there is no decision this weekend. So I have no idea. Honestly, I, w- I wish I could tell you. I really do wish I could sit here and be like, I know why this is happening, or you know, they're getting nil stuff worked out, or whatever. They- I don't know. It's all speculation. Nobody's talking very clearly. Nobody knows uh, for sure what's going on. And like I said about Sean Payton a second ago, uh, when there's silence, we're left to fill that vacuum of silence with speculation. And speculation can be dangerous. Dangerous is a strong word. It can just be goofy. Kind of like the JT Daniels uh, and Lamar Burton. And Lamar Burton? Uh, Jermaine Burton, uh, forgive me, uh, being a package deal. But if you guys listen to me, you knew that that was never actually the case. Uh, package deal you should always be skeptical of because that's never reality for anybody. Um, it just never goes down like that. Um, JT Daniels was not going to be offered Alabama unless it was like, hey, you can walk on and be a backup, and he's not transferring to just do that. He could have stayed at Georgia and done that. So, oh, man, I'm missing a good game. Buffalo's driving now down five. What am I doing? Um, but, yeah, so so that was never reality. Uh, that was just never made sense to begin with. But I think what we're seeing now with Dart and Trigg and the Twitter stuff and the Instagram stuff um, – Maybe that's right. Maybe he is waiting to see if Southern Cal doesn't end up with Caleb Williams. Uh, I can't imagine he'd go to LSU, but maybe he does. And then if that's the case, Dart just 
goes back to Southern Cal to continue to be the starter there. I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you I knew. I don't know what is going on. I don't know what anybody's waiting on. Um, I, I imagine the coaches in Oxford are pretty frustrated because if it's not one of them, then who's it going to be? Do they actually recruit JT Daniels, which is something that they are not doing until Dart says no? Um, they need to add quarterbacks to that room. And yeah, we got the word that Jack Abraham's going to be a preferred walk-on there, which is nice for depth, but he's not going to compete for the job. They need somebody to come in and compete for the job. You can't just hand it to unproven Luke Altmyer. So things are getting things are getting tight uh, in terms of time right now. If they want Luke Altmyer's competition to be there in the spring, they've got just a few more days f- for them to show. So I imagine there's a lot of frustration there. How many years does Kermit have left on his contract? Three after this one. But I could be wrong. The way the way I understand it is the extension that happened before the season didn't really increase any of the money. So, yeah, Chris Sean Payton did look swollen in that picture. That looked photoshopped, but that does, man, that does crack me up. The juxtaposition of of that article talking about how he didn't respond to comment, maybe because he has his phone off and Peyton tweeting pictures of him with little Wayne, like a few hours before that article publishes just cracked me up. It's like, he just didn't want to talk to you, man. He's on vacation. He didn't want to get click baited on a Sunday. Like you've done to him many times in the past. It Anyway, anyway, Fred says, yes, Kermit Ball with a bunch of fire emojis. Yeah, you saw you saw a lot of that on Saturday. You saw a lot of that. What is it about Mississippi State, though, that makes Matt Morrell turn into Steph Curry? I mean, good God. <laughs> hey, like, he's a good player absent Mississippi State. He's Steph Curry when he's playing Mississippi State. Somebody explain that to me. Patrick, you know, it's funny. He says, in all honesty, have you ever thought that the NFL and Vegas work together? I wonder sometimes. Man, um... The thing is, you can't script like what happened in Tampa today. You can't script that. Uh, just how in absolutely insane all of that was. Man, all Cam Akers, though, Clinton, Mississippi, Cam Akers, all he has to do is hold on to the ball, though, and the Rams win. But yet they win anyway. I mean, I mean come on. You can't script something like that. Every, too much has to go perfectly. I know what you mean, though. And I, <laughs> I know what you mean. But to script all of that and make it go perfectly like that, uh, no shot. But that's why I mean, that's why we love it, right? Because you can't write what happened in Tampa today. You can't write that. That was incredible. We'll get to the NFL stuff here in a little bit. I've got a couple of notes on that. Yeah, Gary, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I wish I knew. I really did. I wish I knew. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on with Dart and Trigg. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But again, if if Ole Miss doesn't get Dart, they are okay. They have Luke Altmeyer, who has potential in the room already. And if Abraham joins that room, you feel pretty good about where you are. But the, ideally, you would have somebody that pushes Luke Altmeyer because he's not a guarantee at all. He hasn't proven anything, nothing. Do I think he's got a huge upside? Absolutely. But has he proven anything? No. And you need a body in that room anyway, because Abraham's gone after this year. So you still need a body in that room, regardless if it's if it's them. Tulu out for two weeks. Yeah, man, that was really good news, because it looked worse. It looked worse than that. Um, they need him back soon, though. They uh, they need him back soon. Because, uh, he, you know, he's not their best player. It's Iverson Molinar. He's their best player. But for some reason, the team is so different when he's there, when Tolu's there. It, it, I don't. It's just one guy. He's kind of like a glue guy, you know? He's like Josh Hart from my Pelicans. Josh Hart is not the best team or best player on that team. It's Brandon Ingram. But Josh Hart is like, like the motor. Um, he's not a veteran, really, but he's he's got a strong presence. He plays good defense. He plays hard. He's kind of like the the motor. Molinar is the best player. Tolu is kind of the motor to me. 
And so that was great news uh, to know that he won't miss the rest of the season, but um, they need him back soon because he kind of is the straw that stirs that drink, man, even though he's not the best ingredient in it. Hockey is the new winter sport here in Oxford, T says. Yeah, you know, I, I've been wondering, and and I guess you would have to add a women's team as well, or or they could add gymnastics because did you guys see the electricity at Auburn on Friday night when Olympic all-around gold medalist Suni Lee got to perform? She's a freshman at Auburn. That was her first meet, I think. Got to perform for the first time at Auburn. Why would we not want that in Mississippi? Why do Ole Miss and State not have gymnastics teams? We need to get on that. We need gymnastics programs here because that environment in Auburn Arena on Friday night before they played Kentucky in basketball looked awesome. And and of course she dominated because she's the best in the world as it as it turns out. But um, we need that here. And so add men's hockey as a scholarship sport and then add gymnastics. Boom. And yeah, I, w- I would love to have... I'm a huge proponent of Southern hockey. I think we've got it. Like, we've got interest here. We saw that on the coast with them breaking the that minor league's attendance record two times over for neutral site games, and now they're getting their team back. We know there's interest here. Apparently, Ole Miss as a club is really good. How much fun would that be on a Friday night before a home football game? The hockey game. You know, you would pack out the pavilion, you'd pack out the hump and have a hockey game before. I I don't know. I just, I see it at like Ohio State and Penn State and Minnesota, and it looks like so much fun. Uh, But I love hockey. I love hockey in person. So, yeah, we need that here. Pirate, I agree with you. Next uh, must-win game is South Carolina a week from Tuesday. I agree. I I don't think these next two are must-win for State. Uh, They're kind of free shots, especially especially the midweek at Kentucky is a free shot. Doesn't matter if you lose that game. Doesn't hurt you at all. Hell, it might even help your net just playing that game. Um, I agree with you. And yeah, Kermit is staring one and eight right in the face. And that's the kind of stuff you can't ignore. I would be, T, but I know know how you feel. Because especially after seeing them play Missouri at home and getting beat the way they did by Missouri at home, there's... There's no confidence there. Fred, I disagree with this a little bit. I, I think that what Kermit has done, and Kermit's built a lot of uh, goodwill in the local community. The uh, the Oxford locals love that guy because he, he's done a really good job at building relationships and being seen. He's literally the exact opposite of Lane Kiffin in that town. Like, Kiffin's there, but he's kind of, you know, he didn't, Mix it up with the locals. It's not his thing. He'd rather be in Boca fishing or or whatever. They're, Kiffin's very distant and kind of away, not really approachable. Kermit is the exact opposite. He is visible. He is there and he is approachable and and you see him around and stuff. They're very different guys. So that's built him up some uh, some local local rapport. Um, his most veteran players hurt, but I think I think their most talented players are still on the floor between Brooks and uh, and Morrell and Ruffin. I think those are their most talented players. But, yeah, they're down two starters. So that, I'm sure, will be taken into account. Question is, who can they hire to make them, quote, fun to watch? Uh, Sean Miller. We talked about this on Friday some. Uh, that's the direction I'd go for both Ole Miss and State. I know people don't like this. Oh, Buffalo scored. Oh, my gosh. I said on the radio show on Friday, didn't say it here so you guys don't have the receipts, but I said it on Friday that I liked all four underdogs this weekend. Just saying. Wow. Wow, and they went for two and got it. Let's go. Wow. I can't believe I'm not watching that game. I can't believe you guys are watching me and not watching that game. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you guys? Wow. If we get all four underdogs winning, man, oh, man. The NFL is the best. The NFL is the absolute best. Um, But, yeah, Sean Miller, Rick Pitino, that's the route I'd go. I'd go find a Bruce Pearl is what I would do if I were Ole Miss and they decide to move on from Kermit. That's what I would do. You clear them, 
whatever you got to do, you know, as long as there's no more sanctions coming, remember, we are in the NIL era. As long as nothing more is coming to Sean Miller, and maybe it is. I Honestly, I don't know, but that's what you get these search firms for. So that's their job. You You figure it out. You vet them, and if there's no more sanctions coming, then you hire somebody like that. That's what I would do. Because in the era of NIL, paying players is not against the rules anymore, as long as you do it a certain way. So you tell him to do it a certain way. He'll get players, and he will coach them up because he's a good coach, and he'll win games. Look at Auburn and Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl has been given a show calls from the NCAA, and one of his assistant coaches got arrested by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And look at Auburn. They're fun. They get great players, and nobody cares. Go hire Sean Miller. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. The Pirate wants State to hire Rick Pitino. <laughs> uh, more people go to the Pavilion for Canes than the games. Well, there's not going to be many people going to Canes either, based on uh, based on what what I expect this week anyway. And yeah, it, you know, fans care more about baseball. I understand that. It's true. But basketball actually makes you money, you know? So, sure, baseball season tickets will probably always outsell basketball, but empty seats are empty seats, and one of the sports actually makes money, and you can't ignore those empty seats. Chris said, I asked my family if they were going to watch the game. They all declined. That's kind of where it is right now. Last time Ole Miss was in Omaha was 2014. 2014. They uh, won the uh, Lafayette Super Regional in 2014. That was the last time. Only time for uh, for Mike Bianco. And honestly, Fred, it's, it's because they win. Otherwise, uh, I mean, they're, they're consistently very good. You know, ticket sales are good. The program makes money very little because that's baseball, but you know, program is financially in good shape. They're consistently very good. They just aren't getting over that hump, but the program itself is in excellent shape. It's just, especially because of the dynamics of this state, within the state, you have Mississippi State, who is repeatedly going and now winning a national championship. It uh, it further scrutinizes what's going on in Oxford, but if state didn't exist here, I think people would be quite satisfied with those, the program that they have. But because state one not only owns them, which they do lately, what is it, sixteen of nineteen? And that what it is, sixteen of the last nineteen, and repeated trips to the College World Series, and now winning a championship, it gets scrutinized. But at the root of it, it's a really good, stable program. He says, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes out here looking like Matt Corral versus Tennessee. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm so stupid not watching this. What is wrong with me? Fred's asking, do you think John Cohen should change the seating in the hump? Saturday showed that students will come to games. Too many gray hairs at the bottom section leaving empty seats. I think every – so whenever they do the renovation to the hump, which is coming kind of soon, uh, students need to have – they need to be on the side, like they are at Auburn, like they are at Ole Miss. They need to, like they are at South Carolina. They need to have one side of the court all to themselves, a lower section that that goes from one baseline to the other. That's what the students need. I promise you, more will come more consistently if they can show up to the game. And the worst seat they've got is six rows up, and it makes for a much better atmosphere. Having your last student thirty rows up. Or 35 rows up or whatever versus your last student six rows up. Think about the noise it creates and how much it can change an atmosphere. Yeah, it changes a lot. Or, or he should do that. I hope he's I hope he's doing that because having them back behind the basket going all the way up to the top, it's not conducive to a great environment. And I know those lower seats are really expensive. And when you sell them, 
you know, you make a lot of money. I understand it's not that easy of a decision, but other programs in the SEC do it, and you should too. It creates a better environment, no doubt. Ramsey says, Dart reminds me a lot of Corral. I believe the kid could shine at Ole Miss. Don't you believe it would be great to have a quarterback battle between Altmeyer and Dart? Are there any wide receivers you've heard Ole Miss is pursuing since they lost Burton Baker and Nior? Um, so there's still a couple they're looking at. Uh, we'll see what happens with Deion Smith at LSU, although it seems increasingly more likely that he will stay at LSU. But I, uh, I don't know. Uh, for sure. Just that's kind of what it feels like right now. Oh my gosh. Kansas City scored. Well, they, they put too much time. There's too much time left. Josh Allen has a minute to operate. How did that happen? I'm way behind on messages. I am way behind. Oh, Tyreek Hill. And he threw up the deuces on the 15 yard line. My gosh. I wish I could show this to you. I'd get copyright strike if I did. Oh, it's just a slant, and Tyreek Hill took it the distance. How far is that? Patrick Mahomes is standing on his own 28 and threw a little slant. Oh, man, to Tyreek Hill. Too much time for Josh Allen, though. Too much time. Um, it, There's a couple of guys. The, the one at Vanderbilt I think they're going to end up getting. Don't forget they already have. Uh, Jalen Knox on campus, the, the transfer from Missouri. They've also got one from Louisville already. You're also going to see another round of portal entries after spring practice. Uh, so if they don't add one by the drop-dead date here in a few days, does not mean they're uh, not going to add one at some point. Uh, the portal doesn't close, you know, and guys are going to go through spring and and they're going to transfer out because you saw it happen last year. It's going to happen this year as well. But yeah, I think Luke Altmaier, regardless of if Dart shows or not, uh, needs competition. Um, having a quarterback battle will only bring the best out of the two of them. I, I think it's almost a necessity. You really should not hand the reins over to anybody. Uh, I would hope that Lane Kiffin's not promising Jackson Dart a starting position. Uh, if I were him, I would see... You don't promise that because you want to breed competition. And hell, Luke Altmaier might beat out Jackson Dart if he shows up. And, and at this point, I mean, who knows if he's actually going to. My gosh, this thing's getting ridiculous. But yes, you absolutely want uh, you want competition. That's part of the reason why they need to add bodies because you don't know what Altmaier's made of. And making him compete through March and April and May and June and July and August – it would only bring out the best in him, and it would also bring out the best in Dart. And if the best man wins, he had to go through a battle to get there. It absolutely is ideal for them. They just need to make it happen. I have no idea where Malik Heath is going to end up. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what happens there, truthfully, because I, I don't know how many suitors he'll have. Um, there are some behavioral issues. Uh, and the past shouldn't follow you around forever. I don't think it's particularly fair, but that will be a question. Um, we'll we'll see. We will see. Oh man, the Bills are already at the fifty with forty nine seconds left. Oh, they're oh my god! I need to watch this game. I need to pull this up. I need to pull this up. What is wrong with me? We're gonna watch the end of this game together. Well, the reason why I said to, to add both tees because of Title IX. So you, you couldn't add a hockey team without adding a, a, a female sport as well. So you'd have to add both at the same time, or else you would have a surplus of men's scholarships, and that is uh, it's a big no-no. You can't have that. So I don't want to watch Paramount+. Plus. I just want to watch the game. How do I do this? 30 seconds left on Kansas City's 25. Wow, I can't believe I'm missing this. I'm not going to – oh, it's too late. I'm way behind. (laughs) Way behind. Any news on new coaches coming in? No, well, Ole Miss is only missing – well, they're missing two, right? 
replacing a special teams coordinator and a defensive backs coach. One left to go to Alabama. The other was fired right into that. Uh, no, honestly, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know um, who they're going to bring in. I assume with what happened with MJ Daniels, I think they probably have a good idea who the secondary coach is going to be, if not already picked him out. And that might be part of the reason why they were able to convince him to stay. It's first and 10 on Kansas City's 19. I I can't believe I'm not watching this. Let's see. I'm just going to have to reply on Twitter. Yeah, they won two games in Omaha that year in 2014, Memphis Rebel. They, uh, they won two games. I jinxed it. I'm sorry. I'm way behind on these comments. I'm sorry. Chase says, this game is a master class in quarterback play at the highest level. No doubt, especially after the crap we got yesterday. All four uh, quarterback ratings yesterday. Oh, my God, the Bills scored. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. All, all underdogs, man. Josh Allen. I didn't believe in him coming out of college. What an idiot. What an idiot I was. How stupid was that? You could old takes expose the heck out of me for those for, for those Josh Allen takes when he was drafted. Ooh. Ooh. I don't want to go back and listen to those. Yeah, I think actually but the part I'm not going to speculate on on why Malik he left. Just know that your room will be able to sustain the loss. How's that? Uh, missing his experience, uh, you, you know, you've got very little left. You've got Wally and, and a lot of unproven in terms of being the primary guy. And, and Wally really took a step backward this past season in production. But I think in terms of talent, they'll be okay there. Especially with the two transfers they just added. Although, you know, neither of them played much at Georgia and Northwestern. Uh, in terms of raw talent, they've got it, and, uh, and I think they'll be fine there without him. I, I did see a lot of, in terms of MJ Daniels, uh, I saw a lot of people, one Ole Miss people calling him a big loss when he decided to enter his name into the portal, um, and then also Twitter got really stupid around that whole thing, but it usually does around the Egg Bowl. Um, but... When people say big loss, how do you know? Like, when Teddy Knox hit the transfer portal at Mississippi State, oh, that's a big loss. What do you mean it's a big loss? How do you know? How do you know? He, he hasn't done anything. What what has, with all due respect to the young player, I'm not saying he's not going to be great, but, oh, that's a big loss. How do you know? He hadn't done anything. He hadn't, he hadn't played. He hasn't proven anything. Oh, big loss. MJ Daniels, that would have been a big loss. With all due respect to the kid, I don't know. Nobody would know. We we know that he was a high profile recruit and like he flashes in practice, but is it a big loss? Because he hasn't proven anything on the field yet. All we know is recruiting prowess. Same thing with Knox. Oh, big loss for state. Is it? I don't know. I mean, they added two guys in the portal that have just as much as experience as him. So is he a big loss or are they a big gain or is it a wash? I don't know. I don't like calling things big when it's unproven guys you know it's a big loss losing mj daniels that's 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 huge loss is it how do you know that oh losing teddy knox for state that's a big loss is it getting daniels back that's big for old miss is it we'll see but that's all we've got wow i can't believe buffalo pulled this off that's incredible. Good for them, man. That fan base deserves it. That fan base absolutely deserves success with what they've dealt with and where they live. The weather. Those people deserve it, man. That's incredible. Is this uh, to you, you're not being hyperbolic. Has there been a better weekend? of playoff games than this one. And the Chiefs got it to the 44 with eight seconds left. 
can Mahomes get it in field goal range to tie and go to overtime? If that's the case, I'm hanging up with you guys, by the way. <laughs> Seriously, I'm hanging up if, uh, if something happens. Oh, man. Sorry for you listening in uh, in podcast form, by the way. There's a lot of just kind of me saying, oh, man, and oh, my gosh, and this is crazy. But uh, I'm sure you understand with what is going on. You guys are going to have to tell me who wins. I think your your feed's ahead of mine right now. I think your feed's ahead of mine. I mean, this is this really is the best weekend of playoff football ever. Nothing but close games. Possibly four underdogs winning the divisional weekend. Somebody just said, I need a cigarette. I don't even smoke. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's um, that's pretty good. So we touched on MJ Daniels. Uh, hits the portal, gets out of the portal. As I understand it, um, they, they had a meeting and ironed all the concerns out and uh, you know, he's back to Oxford. A lot of drama with, uh, with that one. And um, Kansas city's going to get a shot at a field goal. Now refresh, refresh. But we'll, uh, how, how much of Jackson darts, the Chiefs made the field goal. Are you kidding me? So we're going to overtime? Wow. Patrick Mahomes, man. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Just the, what a clinic that this apparently is. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang it up here. Let's just recap here. Local sports, MJ Daniels in the portal, out of the portal. Um, a talented guy for sure. We'll, uh, we'll see if he gets a little bit more playing time this year. I think that it means that they have made him aware of who his defensive backs coach is going to be. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just kind of was my first thought. Uh, state wins in basketball. They needed that one. They needed to beat Ole Miss. It was a must win game for Ben Howland. It was a must win game for the program. They had to win that football game. And, or that basketball game, and they did. This week now is just full of free shots, and uh, we'll see if they can go steal one. And, uh, yeah, so good win for State. Ole Miss is in a bad place right now, and apathy is about to set in, and empty seats are impossible to ignore. Uh, still on dart and trig watch. I have no idea what's going on. I just know they haven't made a decision yet, but that decision has to come soon if they're going to get to where they're going by spring practice. And if Jackson Dart does not get – to Ole Miss by spring practice, then he might as well not show up to Ole Miss at all. That was a bit of a hot take. That was a bit hot takey. He's still talented enough to win the job, even if he doesn't go through spring, but that will set him back um, in terms of winning over the locker room and everything that comes with that. On the NFL front, uh, here's a take for you. Joe Burrow has Tom Brady in him, has a lot of Tom Brady in him, does Joe Burrow. Obviously, Brady is talented. I'm not saying he's not, but Tom Brady has never had the strongest arm. You know, he's never been the most accurate and the strongest arm, And but he's just a winner. It's it's demeanor, it's mentals, and also paired with very, you know, having a good arm and being accurate with that arm. But it's it's demeanor, it's, it's men- mentality, it's poise. Burrow has Brady traits. The Titans need a quarterback. They're in that that quarterback purgatory where you've got a guy that's just good enough that you can't move on, but he's not good enough to win you anything significant. Um, you know, Rodgers, despite being as good as he's been, he's got one Super Bowl in Green Bay to show for it. Uh, when, when people said after the game that he, you know, he wants to go somewhere where he can win, well, they were the one seed. They put up ten points. At some point, it becomes your fault and not Mike McCarthy's fault and not Matt LaFleur's fault. It possibly can be yours. Um, Shout out to San Francisco, though. (laughs) I don't know how they're at this point, but shout out to them. And uh, Bucks-Rams was an all-timer. 
Uh, Matt Stafford doesn't deserve to be happy after what he did to the Saints, but uh, at least we won't see Brady. You know, kind of, I, I respect Tom, but I'm glad that somebody else is going to be moving forward in the playoffs. So there's your weekend recap. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe while you're here. And I'll see you on Wednesday night. I'll see you Wednesday night. Uh, that'll be the schedule moving forward to uh, Sunday, Wednesday. And then I'm going to start doing shorts. So if you don't know what those are, if you're using on desktop on the YouTube app, uh, you will see them. They kind of just show up. So here I'll show you what I'm talking about. Um, and I'll do those there. So you don't have to download anything extra. If you have the YouTube app, it's literally, so there's, that's an advertisement there. So that's the first video. And then there are shorts right there. So that's, uh, that's what I'll be doing moving forward. So thank you guys. I'm going to go watch the rest of this game because unbelievable. And I'll see you on Wednesday night. Y'all have a good evening. LSU football this upcoming season. Who's their quarterback? Because if they find a way to land Caleb Williams, then we're having a different conversation. But for right now, I think with with what they've lost and with Miles Brennan and new system and, and all that, I think it's an eight, nine win team. They'll still be very good because Brian Kelly's a good coach and they've got some talent there. But I think you're going to see an acclimation period where they'll be beatable. Um, they'll lose three, four games is roughly kind of what I expect from them this season. If they add Caleb Williams, though, with how special that dude is, that changes things. <laughs> that really changes things. But, yeah, that's about what I think. Anyway, it is a shame someone has to lo lose this game. But uh, I, I want the Bills to win. I don't know. I think those the, those fans have been through it, Chase. I, I think that um, they are some of the best in sports, if not the best in sports, and they deserve – uh, deserve a little happiness. And I love parody. You know me. I, the The fact that we can get four underdogs here and we lose Brady, we lose Mahomes, and we lose both one seeds, I'm going to be cool with that. And, yes, it absolutely reminds you why the NFL is king, man. This is why. Because college football doesn't deliver this. It can't deliver this. This is not just close games. It's close games played at an incredibly high-level college doesn't do this. The NFL's king for this reason. Thank you guys. I'll uh, I'll see you Wednesday night. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.